Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. Those of you who don't know who I am, I am Lawrence. And my beautiful bride, she went to, the, uh, to bring my son to the nursery, and they say hello too. <sighs> All right. Uh, we're in a, starting a new series called Truth Be Told, and uh, we're talking about the parables. And we're going to be talking to you about the, the parable of the lost son. And before we start, uh, we're going to pray. And Pastor Mark, as to remind you, Pastor Mark's not here. He's like what Brother Armand said. He's at the World Conference with uh, Pastor Terry. And they'll be coming back next week, I believe, or this month. All right, so let's, let's get started. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning. Father, we thank you that we're all gathered together. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come, to touch our hearts, touch our minds, our spirit, to have our minds renewed, to have a renewed thinking so that you can change our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. Uh, before, uh, I have a question. Is there anything in your life that you would like to change? Anything in your life? Yeah, like your health, finance, your job, if, you're, if you want to get married, or you want to have children. I'm sure there's something. Yes? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know some of you are shy to raise your hand, but I know there's something in, there, in your life you want to be changed. And we're going to look at the parable of the lost son, uh, Luke chapter 15, to, to illustrate uh, about thinking about two people's uh, their thought patterns. All right, let's go to that. To illustrate this uh, point, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time, his money ran out, and a great famine swept over the land, and, began, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to, his, to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick! Bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Give him a ring and his finger and sandals to his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. We, have, uh, we must celebrate with a feast. For, his son, for this son of mine was dead. And now, returned to, now he has returned to life. But now he, uh, he was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Uh, let's pause there for a moment. That is a picture of salvation. When we go back to the Father, the Father restores us back and, he, and back to Him. And He gives us uh, the, uh, uh, things to stir Him back and to have a party. And by the end of the sermon, we're going to have a party as people will come to Christ. Amen? All right. Come on. All right, verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of his servants what was going on. 
Your brother is back, he said. And your father has killed the fattened calf we have been celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And all, these, all that time you never gave me one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet this son of yours comes back, back after squandering your money on prostitutes and you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. Then his father said to him, look dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We, ha- we had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, now he was found. The, the part that I want to zoom in there also is the older son. Because if, if you look at him, did he have a mindset of a son or a servant? More like a servant, right? Because he was, he was complaining of like not receiving what he, he wanted to. And as a son, if I were to go to my dad's house, which I do like every day, or not every day, every weekday to have lunch, I, I just go there. My dad has food for me. And I don't have to ask him for anything. I can just sit down, lay down on the couch, turn on the TV and watch TV. Because he's my dad. And what he has is yours. And with the mindset of the, of the, the older son, he didn't have that mindset. He had a, more of a mindset of a servant. So what I want to talk to you about is how to renew your mind. How to transform your life. So using the truth of God to transform your life. So there's two things I want to, talk, uh, to show you, the two points. One point, when you change your thoughts, God can change your life. All right, so here we go. Romans 12. Can we go to Romans 12, uh, chapter, one, uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2? And so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all of he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will be acceptable. This truly is a way to worship him. So how do we worship God? With our body. All right, and... Uh, we worship him here, yes, but we are to worship him outside these four walls when we go out there. So for me, I'm going to be worshiping God in my job or being as a husband or being as a, as a father when I'm cooking. I, I want to be worshiping God that way. And, God, and that, is, that would be uh, honoring God. Okay, continuing on, next verse. Uh, don't, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. All right, so let, let God transform you how? By changing the way you think. The word there, transform, is the same word when you uh, read the, the, in Scripture where Jesus went to, the, went to the mountain with Peter, James, and John. When he got transfigured, the word transfigured is the same word there as transform. Transfigured means to change to a different form, like from caterpillar to a butterfly. So that's what, we, uh, that, that's what they're talking about here. So we ought to be transformed to a new, to a new form. Changed to a new form. Uh, several weeks ago, Pastor Mark talked about uh, a thing called the principle of first mention. I want to uh, talk to you about that again. And this is what it means. The first time you hear about a subject, it lays down a foundation for a way of thinking. It becomes a lens which you view a subject from there on. All right, let me say that again. The first time you hear about a subject, it lays a foundation in the way you view that subject from that place on. You will view that subject through that lens that you were first taught. So that, when you first hear something, it lays a foundation and a lens for you. So you will either embrace or you uh, discard, depends on what you hear first. 
Uh, for example, if I were to teach my son about sexuality and the biblical truth about sexuality, he will hear that as, biblical, as, as truth because it's, I'm laying down a foundation of truth in him. So when he were to hear uh, like the TV or uh, the neighbor's kid about sexuality, he's going to hear what I taught him first as truth, and that will become the filter and the foundation. When he hears something else from the TV or from a neighbor or from the school system, he, he, will, he will either re- embrace it or reject it. depends on what I taught him first. Does that make sense? All right, or, or let's uh, reverse it. If I were not to teach him, and the, if the, the TV, and he would learn it from the TV, or Johnny, the neighbor, if he were to burn, learn about sexuality from that person first, and then I'm going to bring in the, the word of God or the truth about sexuality, then he will see what uh, uh, from the neighbor's kids first, and, and he will either discard or embrace what I teach him. Okay? So that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about the, uh, the, of the... The principle of first mention. So here's the point. God's word shall be the truth and the foundation and filter we, as we view subjects so that our minds remain renewed. So when we hear things, we weigh it to the things we already know from God's word. So it's very important to have God's word in us so that it becomes that filter. So things can't get through because we already laid a layer of foundation of truth that's in us through God's word. That's why we need to grow in God's word and have his word living in us. So when we hear things, it filters out the lies, the, the unbelief, the hatred, so that our minds will remain renewed. Amen? All right. Okay, uh, so God's word becomes that foundation, that filter. So it becomes that foundation of truth in our lives. And, and we see things through his word. Uh, let's look at Ephesians 4.21. And it says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature... And your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust, deception. Instead, let the scripture renew your thoughts and your attitudes. The old man is dead. So basically saying, the old man is dead. How do you change your life? Change the way you think. How do you uh, change the way you think? You don't think like the old man. You put them off. Like old clothes, you don't wear it anymore. You, th- you take it off. You put on the new clothes. Okay, you don't think like him anymore. You don't think like the old you anymore. In First uh, Corinthians 15.33, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. And in Proverbs 13.20, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. So basically, uh, those two verses saying, you are who you hang around with. You hang around with the wise people, you become wise. You hang around with the fools, you become a fool. So what, what do we need to uh, re- do to renew our minds? We need to surround ourselves with people who think the way we want to think. Or think, surround yourself with people who you want to think like. So invite people in your life to, who think healthy thoughts. Amen? So get plugged into the life group. We talked about uh, getting to life groups to have that friendly competitions. But mainly get into a life group to get life into you. Right? Find someone to do one-to-one with you. What's one-to-one? Well, uh, one-to-one is a tool that we use to bring a relationship close together with each other. And also to get close relationship with God so that you have biblical truth lay, laying in you, and God's uh, word becomes that filter. And, and later on, after church, uh, after the service, those of you uh, who want to get one-to-one is that, in that corner there, and we'll find someone and get plugged in. It's important to get plugged in. So I, uh, I'm going to use my son as an example uh, when talking about this. I don't want my son to hang out with troublemakers. 
I'm sure you don't want your child to to do the same thing. And if my son will be saying, hey, uh, can I go spend the night at uh, the neighbor's house who drinks alcohol and who parents drinks alcohol and gets drunk and fight? What am I going to say? I'll say, no, absolutely not. I will not let my son do that. But do we reach out to those people to bring them to relationship to, to Jesus? Yes, they need Jesus. Amen. But there's a difference between inviting people into your life to influence you versus to you know, uh, ministering to people. Yeah, there's two big differences there I want to point out there. All right, so reach out to those people, but don't let those people influence you. We are not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed, like what Paul was saying earlier. So there's a difference, okay? To change the way you think, hang out with people who think the way you want to think. All right, Mark 4.24 says, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding and understanding will be given, and you'll receive even more. All right? So let that soak in. So what's that saying? Pay close attention to what you listen to. The things you listen to, the more will be added to you. Uh, I'm going to use the internet as my illustration to explain this. You know when you go on the internet, you shop, you, you watch things, you go to uh, Facebook, you things you like. The internet uh, has a thing called automated reasoning. It remembers to the places where you go to. And the purpose of that is like marketing to, you know, send you more things that, you know, the things that you like. Okay, yeah, this person liked this. Okay, I'm going to send you more so you can visit it more. And maybe you can buy it, like if you buy things or whatever you watch or you listen to. So it, that's what the internet does. It remembers the things that you go to. And what it does, it sends you more information of where you visited. Like, you know, when you're on Facebook, when you press like, then it says you information, oh, like for, for me, for example, I, I press a lot of likes of the baseball, Dodgers, right? Come on, any Dodger fan? Yeah, yeah amen. <laughs> okay, anyway, I, I press like and that, then more information about the Dodgers. So, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I watched that. I looked at that. Then more, more stuff about Dodgers. Okay, Kershaw. Oh, yeah, Yasiel Purig. Oh, okay, cool, cool. That, that's what the internet does. So whatever we listen to, more will be added to you. And this, the spirit realm is the same. So whatever you listen to, whatever you hang around with, that, whatever you listen to, will be added to you and more. Okay? And so that's where we need to be careful. So what fruit will come if we were going to continue to listen to doubt, unbelief, lust, uh, hatred versus God's word? Okay? So, so that's why I'm saying we've got to be, be careful of who you hang around with. And if you, like the other verses, what we just read, you hang on to a fool, become a fool. And also what you listen to, more will be added to you. So th- there's a, uh, a button in the internet or an app or on your computer that filters out the things that you want to look at. You, you know, you put that program in. Okay, I don't want to see those ads anymore. I don't want to hear those things anymore. God's word is that filter for our mind so that when, when we hear things that, doesn't, that we don't want to hear, God's word will filter out those things so that our minds will remain renewed. So what, so what do we need to do to change our life? Change the way you think. How do you change the way you think? Change your association. Not the people that you want to reach out to, but change the things that you listen to. The filter, okay. Uh, yeah, I did talk. So God's word is the filter of our mind. Change the culture. Change the culture around you so that you can change the culture in you so that you're no longer hanging out with fools. Get together with someone. Get connected. Honor God. Make a disciple. Or get discipled, like our mission statement says. All right. Uh, Second point. You cannot become what you haven't seen or heard. 
So, so that's why you need to be with people who you want to be with. So you, in order for you to, uh, to receive things or to, to get what you want, you got to know what it is. And here, here let me uh, share a story, a story of a rat, uh, about an experiment. Not a rat, but a man who did experiments on rats. In 1950, an experiment was done by a scientist named Kurt Richer. He tested rats on how long they can swim in a bucket of circulating water. He found out that on average, the rats can swim for 15 minutes, one five, before giving up and drowning. But if we were to rescue the rats before drowning, dry them off, and let them rest briefly, and then put them back onto the same water, the rats can swim at an average of 60 hours. 60 hours, how many, that's like two days, more than two days, or something, right? I don't know. It's longer than 15 minutes, so that's, that's super long. So 60 hours, if the rat, can, uh, if the rat has, sa- uh, has been saved temporarily, it, it, it survived 240 times longer than it was not temporarily saved. This made no sense. How can these rats swim so much longer during the second session, especially, uh, especially swimming af- uh, as long as they did to stay alive in the first session? The scientists concluded uh, the, the rats can't swim longer because they were given hope. A better conclusion is the rats can swim better because they were given energy through hope. The rats had a clear picture of being saved looked like, so they, become, so they became better swimmers, or they, and therefore they could swim longer. All right? So the point is this. You cannot become what you haven't seen or heard. When you see someone being rescued, then you can be rescued. So that when you see someone being rescued, perseverance and diligence will come into your life. Just like the rats, they, they had a picture, clear picture of what's being saved. So they're like, oh, okay, I, I, I know how being saved looks like, so I, I gonna, I'm going to keep on going. So what, uh, what I'm going to share with you later, uh, some testimonies, so y- you can hear uh, and see a picture of what, what you can receive from God. So your thoughts, your thoughts will be like, I've seen someone get rescued, healed, delivered, and now can be rescued. I can connect with those people who are saved. I connect with those people who are healed. I hear those testimonies being healed and delivered from the, the, from the addictions, what they had, or from, from the bondage, what the enemy has put in their life. I hear this guy being free from that. Oh, I want to hear what he has. I want to know what he knows. Or I want to watch what he watched. Or I want to be with that person because he's been saved and delivered. Oh, I want to hang out with you, dude. I want to have what you have. Tell me, what do you have? Oh, I got Jesus. Oh, tell me about Jesus. He's, he's the father. He loves you. He died for you. All right. So, uh, let's see. So, your thoughts would be like, I want that. Okay, testimonies. That's why testimonies are uh, important. They give hope. They give a clear and concrete picture of what you want to have and or be. So, testimonies also mean God will do it again. I have uh, several testimonies I want to share with you. I want to give you a clear picture of what hope or a clear picture of what you can have through God. All right, and I have three testimonies. It's pretty cool. And it happened last month, too. At last month at uh, Dodoni Festival in Minila, uh, several brothers and I, we went, to, uh, went there to go witness, to share the word of God, and to bring the gospel there. And I was paired off with Jason. We were just walking around and the, the night market in Minila, and he was with the Liam and Leah, his, his, uh, his children. Then I saw a guy, he's selling knives, 
And he had that Roman helmet. It's like a metal Roman helmet. So that, that caught my eyes. Hey, I'm going to use that, the, the, the armor of God, as my segue to the gospel to bring it to them. So we, we approached him. Jason was sharing with him. He's talking to him. He was kind of having uh, trouble hearing what Jason was talking about. And you know, we're just continued, you know, we're just pressing through, talking to him. And then uh, I brought the gospel through the, the armor of God. It's like, hey, you're selling knives. You know, the, in the Bible, it talks about the, the sword of the spirit. And you, you have this cool helmet. You know, the, in the Bible, talks about the, uh, the helmet of salvation. Do you know what salvation is? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I, I've been to church. I, I, I go to church. I've uh, been all these churches. He, he lived in the, in the, in the States. And he, he's, he sounded like he's a believer. But anyway, and he was like, you know, I, I, I'm having a hard time to hear. Like, you know, let me pray for you. Uh, let me, can I just reach over and uh, uh, lay my hands on you and God will heal you. And he was, uh, he was kind of hesitant because it's kind of awkward, you know, reaching over his table to, to pray for him. Said, you know what, I'll, I'll go around and I'll lay my hands on and I'll pray for you. Yeah, he agreed. So I went around, prayed for him, laid my hands on his ears, prayed in Jesus' name. All right, okay, I'm going to go test it. I'm going to go back. So I went back where Jason was standing. So it's about like the distance between uh, my iPad to where I'm at. So Jason was here and I was here. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to say a number. I'm going to say something and you repeat what I tell you. Two. Then he said two. It's like, whoa, cool. Like, is that for real? <laughs> I was like, can you really, you understood it? Like, yeah, I understood it. Because, you know, earlier he was, Jason was talking to him. He was having a hard time understanding what Jason was saying. And now he could clearly hear. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go even further back. So I went back like about this distance. Then I go, three. This guy said three. Like, whoa, yes, Jesus. That's Jesus. He touched your ear. He healed you. And the guy said, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So I was like, yeah, awesome. So, we, you know, we, we, we went around, continue on, and uh, walking around the, at the, the Doni Festival, uh, preaching the word of God. And God was touching uh, people there. And I, I tell you that so I can, to give you hope of what you, if you're looking for a breakthrough, God can give you a breakthrough. Okay. Uh, two more stories. We have a lot of time. So I got two more stories. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you guys like stories? All right. Here we go. Uh, my, my auntie. Uh, my cousin's uh, mom. Uh, we, we had a, like a party. Uh, uh, actually, it was my son's uh, baby dedication. Uh, later on, we had a party. Then she, she had a walker. And she asked me to pray for her because she, had a, she fell down. Oh, she fell down? Yeah, she fell down. She, she had a pain in her hips. And she asked me to pray, pray for her. Then I said, yeah, I pray. Then I was asking her to check it. Like, oh, okay. You know, she still hurt. Like, okay. It, Healing didn't manifest right away. Just like as the, the man with the uh, uh, hearing problems, hearing didn't manifest immediately, or the, the healing didn't manifest right away. But, you know, I, I, as I prayed for my auntie's hips to be healed, you know, she, she still had the pain. She still had the walker. I said, okay, God, I trust in you that you will heal her and that she'll be, you know, totally healed. And uh, a few weeks later, we had another gathering, party gathering with my family. And she called me, hey, Lawrence, remember you prayed for my hip? It's like, yeah. No more pain. And I noticed she didn't have the walker in her. I was like, oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, amen. Come on, we high-five each other, we hug, like, yay, come on. So God, when, when God will do in, in your life, and whatever the things you're seeking for for God, God will deliver you. God will heal you. And, and whatever you're seeking for, uh, renewed mind, renewed spirit, God will do that. All right, one more. Yeah, we have time for one more. One more testimony. And 
This is a good one. It, it, it's like boom, 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 boom. Okay. Uh, my wife and I were at a restaurant in Tumon, and we're eating. And I noticed a lady with a cast, an older lady with a cast, uh, sitting by us in the table. God would press my heart, like, go pray for her. She needs prayer. Okay. You know, eating in a restaurant. You know, you go there, say, I just approached her. Uh, do, you, do you mind me asking what happened to you, like? like you know, that, that's kind of like stepping out of faith, right? Anyway, yeah, I, I'm just being obedient to God. So then she asked me, uh, and I asked her, uh, what happened? You know, obviously it's broken, right? But I wanted to know more. And then she said, oh, uh, you know, I broke my leg. And the doctor, you know, it said it's, uh, it, it takes long to heal and I'm in pain. And the doctor is saying, you know, it, I, he can't do anything about it. You just, you just got to wait. And it's been a long time that she's been in, in that cast. And she's been in pain for a long time. She said months. And it's, it takes long to heal. So, you know, okay, God can heal you. God will heal you. Can I pray for you? She said, yes. She said, okay, all right. So I bent down, put my hands on her, prayed in Jesus' name for to be healed. Then I said, okay, uh, thank you. Jesus loves you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to like, you know, it's, it's in the cast. Okay, check if it hurts. You know, like, I don't want to do it. Like, check if it still hurts. No, no, no. So, okay, Jesus loves you. Okay, yeah, uh, Jesus is healing you. Then she says, okay, wait, wait. So the, the, the daughter said, can I get your phone number? And she asked me, what church I go to? I said, oh, I, so I told her life in the sun. I gave her my phone number. Okay, bye. So I went back to my table, eating, you know, regular. Then right before we left, you say, okay, bye. Jesus loves you. God healed you. Say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> right, bye-bye. So we went. Then two weeks ago, uh, I remember two weeks ago because it was pity, right? And <laughs> so pity. I was in the line at the bank. I was, you know, listening to my, to my sermons in my iPod. Then I received a call. I was then like, you know, when you, when you have earphones and you receive a call, and then you're just talking. <laughs> so I had to, like, actually make it look like I'm in, in a phone call. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was, uh, the, lady called, uh, the lady called back. She said, hey, remember me? You, you prayed for my mom at the restaurant in Tumon. And uh, she, she, she wants to thank you. She baked a cake for you. And she's wondering how I could give it to you. Like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, gee, I could get it. Uh, no problem. Uh, how's your mom, by the way? Oh, she's good. She's walking now. She's so thankful. Praise God. Like, oh, praise God, Jesus, yes. Then, uh, but she doesn't only want to give you the cake. She also wants you to pray for her niece who's in the hospital. Uh, and uh, she has a heart problem. She doesn't know, what, you know, the doctors don't know what to do. And the, the doctors don't know what's the problem. Can you go to her and pray for her? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. So the next day on Saturday, we met up at GMH. She was in the lobby. She had her cake. It was a nice cake. And she gave it to me. So we went up to the room, to the mom's, uh, the mom's niece. Went to, and you know, I told her, hey, uh, you know, uh, what, what's wrong with, the, with, with your mom's niece? Okay, she reminded me, you know, something with her heart. Uh, they're going to be flying her off island. Okay, you know, God's going to heal her. Okay. She said, yes, I know. She said, all right. <laughs> she had faith. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Then we went to the room. The room was full, like um, almost like 10 people in that, the, the hospital room. Then the mom saw me. She came out, and she was happy. She's walking, no cast. Like, yeah, come like, on, Jesus. Like, how you doing? Yeah, I'm so good. How's your leg? It's strong. Look, I could kick you in the face. I'm like, all right, come on. Then we pray. Uh, then it's like, okay, all right. So before we go into the room, uh, tell your mom's niece 
what Tell your mom's niece what God had done to her so she can get hope and she can be encouraged of what God will do to her. She said, yeah, you know, I will. I had, that, I had the same thought too. I was going to do that. So, all right, so we had the same thinking. So we went into the room. She introduced me to all of the people and there's a lot. Uh, then she gave the testimony of her, of her mom. Then she said, okay, let's, let's pray. There's power in prayer. So we, all of us, we laid our hands on her and then we prayed. Then God gave me a word. I gave her the, uh, the word that God had given to me. Okay, so I went, to, I went out, I was saying bye to everybody, then, then she gave me the cake, then I was in the hallway, she said, oh, wait, 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 can you, uh, can you pray for this gentleman? Said, okay, uh, well, then I asked him, hey, what's wrong? Uh, something wrong with my heart, so okay, uh, but the doctors, again, the doctors, any doctors here? <laughs> okay, doctors didn't know what's wrong with him, you're going to see a, a theme of this, doctors don't know. Maybe they're, they're afraid to misdiagnose. Maybe they know, but they're afraid to, to, to say. Anyway, so he said the doctors don't know what's wrong with him. And can, can he receive prayers? Okay, some, something wrong with his heart. So I laid my hand on his heart and his chest. Not in his heart. That's like inside. So put my hand on his chest. Right? They were prayed. Then prayed healing in Jesus' name. Okay, be healed then. God uh, gave me a strong impression. Okay. Pray the prayer of salvation. Let him, lead him to, to, to him. He said, lead him to me. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I told him that, you know, God told, asked me to, to pray this prayer with you so that you can receive Christ as Savior. You want to pray that prayer? I said, yeah. So, okay. So I was leading the prayer. His wife was there. She was praying that prayer too. And then uh, the, the, the mom and daughter was there. Then they prayed that the prayer of salvation. So all four of them, you know, received Christ in the hallway and GMH. Like, yeah, I was like, yo, victory, Jesus. Yes, in Jesus' name. So, okay. So, you know, I, I believe God has, has, uh, is doing work in him and is healing him. Then uh, I also invited him to come to church. And he did come to church the next day. And uh, brother, that's when Brother Rowell was preaching. So after the service, uh, he, he came up. He brought his family. He had a, a bunch of family members that came up to to receive prayer. So he wanted prayer, and his, his family needed prayer too. So, oh, wow, okay, come on. Jesus will do that. Jesus is good. And one of his uh, family members was, uh, was our co- my coworker. And Brother uh, Van and Brother Elmer were there, and we were praying for them. Brother Van prayed for uh, the gentleman that I prayed for earlier. Then, then, uh, then we, and I laid hands uh, on, his, uh, on his son. I asked him first, what, what, uh, what didn't he pray for? He said his son. Sons uh, had something wrong with, his, with the body part. And again, the doctors didn't know what's wrong with him. And they're just going to do surgery on that body part. And it's okay, you know, God will heal you. God will heal you, son. And the son's like, he's a baby, less than one years old, real small baby. Well, not small, but, you know, young, real young baby. Because it's not one years old yet. So that means it's young. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we, we laid hands on his baby, prayed in Jesus' name. Okay, God, God healed you. God healed you, baby. Right, then then we, 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 we sit by, they went to the table, got their stuff, and, you know, then, then the next following week, we, I saw him in the hallway at work. I said, hey, hey, how's it going? Then he goes, hey, Batangan. That's my last name. Hey, Batangan, come here. And I said, okay, what's up? Hey, how's your son? Oh, man, he's healing. You did good, man. You did good. I said, no, it's not me. Jesus, Jesus, he's, Jesus, he's the one that did it. He's like, oh, he's so, he was so happy. And, and, and we were like both in the hallway, we were yelling, yeah, we were both cheering on, Jesus, yeah, Jesus. Then my coworker came up, well, who won, who won? <laughs> Jesus won, man, Jesus. Then she said, yeah. Then she goes, oh, yeah, 
He, he always does. <laughs> so yes, that's right. Then when I was talking to him further, uh, uh, you know, what, what was happening with your son? He's like, yeah, there's uh, water retention in this body part, and the doctors didn't know what it is, and so we're going to have a surgery. But, you know, when we go to the doctor, the doctor is going to freak out. It's like, yeah, that's right, because God has healed him. God is good all the time. Okay. So to tie it in, how do I change my life? You need to see people who has been changed. Like, that's the purpose of me telling you these testimonies so that you can see, have a clear picture of people being changed. These people's lives have been changed through the blood of Jesus Christ and what he has done. He can change your life too. How do I do that? You hear the testimonies. You see testimonies. How do I change my life? You change your thoughts. How do you change your thoughts? You, you, you see people change. You hang out with these people change. You listen to the people who has those healthy thoughts. So how, do you have, so how do you think those thoughts? You know God's word. You hear God's word. So whenever you hear a thought that doesn't inspire hope, those things are, are rooted in a lie. And if you, if you believe the lie, you give power to the liar. So you have God's word to filter out those lies so you know the truth. Because you need that truth in you. God's word is truth. When you have God's word's truth in you, you know what's a lie. Then you can reject that because it's, it's a lie. It's going to bring death. Because what God's word's there to give life and give hope. And so that you can live prosper. So these are the thoughts that you need to be thinking of rather than those, uh, those, those thoughts that, that brings death. You need to think that you are a victor. You are a conqueror like what we were just saying here. You are loved. You are beautiful. You have purpose. You are, are, you are very important. People love you. Jesus loves you. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are of the living God. And you are healed. You will be delivered. Those things will give life. Those things are the thoughts that you need to have and that you'll be thinking so that you have that when you thought. So when you, <clears throat> when you have that, when you're thinking, God will change your life. If you change your thoughts, God will change your life. Yeah, if, if, if this, anything that I, uh, what, what I spoke to you now, if this sparks something in you, and you want to have that new change in your life, and new thoughts in your life, okay? You, you need Jesus to accept you in your heart and your Savior, okay? Uh, what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to close, and we're going to do, so, do something new. Instead of us, you know, when we close our eyes and bow our head, you know, and, and those of you who want to accept Christ, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do something different. We're going to keep our eyes open, head up. And, and you know how the, in the, the, uh, the, the last son, they had a party, because, you know, when, when someone came to Christ, you know, they had a party. So this is what we're going to have. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to champion you. Those of you who want to accept Christ as your Savior today, right now, okay, we're going to celebrate you. We want you, that's why we want you head up so we know who you are. So we, like, we'll champion you and we celebrate who you are and we'll cheer you on. Okay, if, if that, and if you want to have a new, new life, if you want to have a changed life in you, okay, go ahead and raise your hand. If you are seeking for a breakthrough, there we go. I see the hand. I see the hand. Amen. Come on, give them a hand. Jesus. Okay, anyone else? Yes, I see the hand. Amen. Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? Today is the day of your salvation. Come on. If, if you feel like a doubt in your mind that's saying, no, don't raise your hand. You know, that's the devil speaking lies to you. Do not give him power to, or, or give him power by believing that lie of saying, oh, I don't want to raise my hand. I don't want to receive my breakthrough. Receive your breakthrough today. God will break, give you that breakthrough. Yes, I see that hand right there. Come on. Yes. And these are hand. Come on. Give them. Celebrate. Yes. Come on. Just Jesus. Yes. Yes. Come on. We're going to pray for you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Any more? Any more? 
Okay, we're gonna pray. Uh, okay, we're gonna pray together. Okay, we're gonna pray together, and when we pray together, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate again because the. Because in the Bible says when, when someone comes to Christ, there's a big party in heaven. All the angels are celebrating you. All those of you who rose your hand and wants that breakthrough, God, just, you've received that breakthrough. Father, we pray for, let's pray together. Father, I'm sorry for my sins. Ask for forgiveness of my sins. I turn, to, I turn away from my sins and I turn to you. And I, I, I invite you into my heart right now to have that renewed thoughts. And to renew my life in you. I will follow you now for the rest of my life. Because you're a God. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.